Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 259. Happy post-Christmas. Um, but before we get started in the podcast, I'd like to do a couple of shout-outs. First one off, Dr. Dish. Our sponsor for 2018. What a great shooting machine. I mean, go over and check them out. Um, the technology, the versatility, all of those things are second to none. Um, so go over and check it out. I don't, I do not think you'll be disappointed. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged. Um, so they know that you're hearing us on pod on this podcast and you will get $300 off your next purchase. That seems like a great deal to me. Also, it's post thing. It's post Thanksgiving. It's post Christmas. You can tell it's the middle of basketball season, and what a better time to join TeachHoops.com for coaches who want to get better. You have time to delve into all of our materials, um, our community, our coaches, our resources. This is a great time. Um, hopefully, you're off for winter break a little bit. Have a little time. Need to go in that office and and watch some film. So uh, go check it out and make sure you subscribe and like. All right, let's head off to the podcast. So, John, did you uh, get a chance to to read my overview of my team? I did. I guess what what were your initial thoughts and before we get started, I guess I don't. Okay. Big question, but. Yeah, um, I guess part of it depends on how you want to run your offense. If you want to feature people and how you go about doing that. or if you want it sort of a more open, but gives some people a little bit more freedom perhaps than others. We've tried to do that in the past where we limited some folks who we knew would get in trouble if they tried to dribble the basket, but we also gave others some, some flexibility to do that. Yeah, it's setting up different, it's like setting up different roles for different kids, basically. Right, and, and a few jump, the one that jumps out at me right away uh, is my one of my post players. I don't want to give her the ball in the perimeter. Um, She's, it's just going to be cause problems. Um, She's, she's a good screener. Uh, She's good in a duck in. Um, She's, she's pretty good at getting position, Um, but the perimeter is not her, her strength. Okay. Well, that's going to change things probably a little because we've been primarily doing five out um, for a couple of reasons. One is I think that there's some big advantages to keeping the lane completely open. And if she ends up planting in the lane, she will be clogging up some of the other cuts that might be occurring. 
Right. It's going to eat with any kind of motion you have. If you have somebody in that pain area, it causes issues. Right. Um, and right, right now I've been four out one in post on the weak side and that's what we've started with. Um, and I've just started with circle movement, uh, some base, uh, baseline dribble drive movement, um, and passing cut. Um, and I, I've done this, the same four out one in offense when I was a junior college coach. Um, and I installed it actually in a very similar layer structure than the read and react. And I didn't know what the read and react was at that time. Right. Um, the layer structure was almost exactly the same as I had installed previously. Right. So I guess if, if you don't want her anywhere on the perimeter, um, the change is a little bit because we haven't run in five out. I think you can do a lot of things with one person, but I would almost, if she's going to be the, single person near the post would be to put her short corner to at least stretch her defender out a little bit further away from the lane. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that was what Rick was saying too. It's like short corner or high post, right? But high, right. The, the even problem with the high post is you get it, it clogs more than the short corner. Right. I mean, how many minutes, how many minutes is she going to play? She's probably got to play 20 for me, 15 okay. to 20. Um, the, the freshman post is, um, like I said, more skilled, um, she's going to be better. Um, I right. just don't know how fast she's going to come along. Okay. And you don't want her on the perimeter because she can't catch her pass or she can't shoot from up there? <laughs> she, uh, all, a little bit all of the above. She's, okay. She cannot shoot from beyond 10 feet. Um, and, she, and she's got to play for me, um, which is a, obviously my biggest limiting factor, I think, offensively. And, but, but she's okay close to the basket. Yeah, she's pretty – I mean, she does well close to the basket. Uh, back to the basket, getting position, ducking in in the middle. Um, she's pretty adept at scoring um, from within six feet. Because my first thought was some ball screens, John, but then if she can't pop, it, does, it just they'll just sink to the paint then. Right, and what we did last year is a lot of roll and then sneak to the vacuum behind her. Um, that but I'm gonna, if I'm going to defend that, I'm not even going to worry about her popping at that point. I'm just going to sink and just jam up the middle. Right, and then that's what people eventually figured out. Yeah. So I think short corner, don't you think, John? Yeah, I think the further you could stretch her out, because I guess you're still going to go with some of the, the basics of read and react or whatever you want to call it. You do want the lane at least somewhat open for both cutters, and it sounds like you have a couple of kids that can drive pretty well. Yeah, um, we're, I mean we're really deep at the wing. Okay. Um, yeah, so then you definitely want you want that pain area open. If you if you have got if you have gals that can basically finish at the rim, you want to be able to leave space. I think. Yeah, and that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, sorry, I'm writing some notes here. How have, you started, how have you started to break the offense down? Um, so, oh, hold on, I'm going to grab a practice plan here and so I can give you my whole structure. Um, so we started with, I didn't really know what I had yet. So I've been working on figuring out what we had this week. Um, so I started, we started this week with just three on three pass, cut and fill. Um, and so that's where we started on the breakdown. 
Um, then we work to some four on four pass and cut, and I only let them pass and cut and fill the first two days. Um, and then after that, um, we work to circle movement in, in four on O. Um, and then I started adding a post, just that post that has to stay weak side. Um, and then I only let them pass and cut or, and, or dribble penetrate. Uh, and then baseline penetrate as well. Um, and then on my post, I've been having them tee up um, on if they if we baseline drive, um, which I like. Um, it seems to it seems to have worked in the past. Um, but then a drive from the top, um, I like going to the short corner. Well, I think that's a, a read and react thing too. Right. So, um have you had any difficulties moving in the first things that you've seen haven't worked well or they're doing um, too much of like well i mean it's the first first week so our our defense is a lot better than our offense um yep. but we have i mean we have a bunch of kids that can just go make plays um so our four and our and our wings will just off a dribble penetration, they'll catch, attack to close out, and go make a play. Um, so, not giving them a ton of structure has seen they've they've seemed to at least so far thrive off of that. Um, just with the small little pieces that we've put in, um, so far they they can score still. Okay. Well, and you saw the the really abbreviated piece I think that Steve sent you, which is the what we used to stick on a laminated card. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, based on how you want to use folks, that made it pretty simple for us and for the kids because it's like, okay, so this is a very short list of things that you could do. Um, yep. And as we said earlier, you could even say, well, for you, we're taking that one off the table, so you're not going to do that. You're not going to post up if you're my point guard, for instance. You know, it might be one of the options. So, mm -hmm. but it does give our kids enough freedom, like you say, to do what they want. But it also puts enough structure in if the spacing's good enough. There's that opportunity to get to the basket or penetrate and kick back out. And I would yeah, say we, we had we had two issues. We had they they it was um we tried to put too much in and it just complicated it for them. So that's why we came up with that little card. Yeah. And and then we had the issue of them doing the same kids doing a specific same thing over and over again. Um yes. that's yeah. a huge problem. It is a huge problem. So I, I had I talked to Rick last week. I, I I'll um I'm gonna put it in the community, but I'll send you a copy of. I sent John one, but okay. it's John. He, he was basically Rick basically was saying then you got it. You basically got to give them a set of roles. Is am I reading that right, John? Um, right. Yeah. So some have more things they could do, and some are very limited as to what. Like you can do, like this kid can do these two things, but you know here's a here's a kid that can do five things when they after they mm -hmm. pass the ball. So you kind of got to read the kid as far as what, otherwise we had some kids, all they would do is pass and cut to the basket every time. That's all they would ever do. Mm -hmm. um, and so then they're defendable. So the, his argument is take a practice and say, okay, this time you can't, you got to, you got to pass and replace, or you got to pass and, and set a back screen or something like that um, to just get the habit of doing something differently. Yeah. Um, and we've been running, I don't even know how many years have we've been running it, John. We're still working through kinks on it. I would Four. say 
well, two, I would say, the pure read and react stuff. Right. <clears throat> we have a different entry that we stole from somewhere else. So um, we did put that in. So um, you're thinking like two guard front with two yeah. wings and then the post person? Yeah, two guard front. <clears throat> okay. Two guard front, uh, wing and a post. Um, I Last year what we did um, when I wasn't the head coach, we, we had a four out one in similar to the one I've been installing. We also had a five out, um, just a real basic five out. And then we had a ball screen continuity offense. Um, and kind of looking at your rules to the five out, it's, I mean, besides the Sussex cuts, it's the same thing that we ran. Yeah. Um, and that could be, I guess, could be an option when we're, when she's not in the game. So explain the Sussex cut to him, John, and then we can talk about maybe the difference between four out and one in and five out. Okay, and I think you could probably still run them even with um, four out in the post. Um, did you get the other sheet that I sent? Yeah, I've got I'm I've got three screens here, so okay. on my right, <laughs> I'm, I'm right. I'm look. I I like three screens. It's yeah. great. You can't, <laughs> if you went from one to two and then three, you can't go back. Yeah. Um, I actually had four in here with my other laptop in here early today. But um, so on my right, I'm looking at this, the sheet John sent me. Okay. And on my left, I'm looking at the sheet Steve sent me. Okay. So the frame that has the pass, double pick, and slip Sussex written on it? Pass, double, skip. Yep. Number one, yeah. So yeah. this is what we stole from Sussex, and we fine-tuned it a little bit. Um, and you can do it with one pick or two picks, but it's basically the entry pass, and then double pick away for, in this case, your wing on the opposite side. Mm -hmm. um, but what they do a nice job of is slip to the basket after setting those picks. So if you start getting people to fall asleep or to switch or whatever, mm -hmm. they slip. Um, and then they eventually roll out to that side so that you still have your you still have your four out in your case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, I mean, when we get into conference play, we'll start we'll start to see a lot of teams that will switch a lot. Um, and we ran into problems with that last year because we weren't ready for that. Yeah, you could do the same thing with just a single down pick, and then in the illustration there, five would just come up to, and replace up on top. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little bit different look. It also potentially um, opens it up a little bit more. Now, the kicker is going to be if you put your um, four person that can only play post in the short corner opposite, they're Defender's probably going to sit right in the middle of the lane. Right, because she has to curl. Yeah. Right. So you may want to think about, I agree, it's nice to have them opposite, but you also may want to think about having her short corner ball side. And just don't short corner ball side? Yeah, because then you'll open the lane up a little bit more. Or I like that, John. And, and, and I, think he can, I think he can go back and forth between four out, one in, and five out. Yeah, I think the rules are very similar, just as you have four spots that need to get filled, and the post is sort of roaming. Right. Uh, wherever you and want it, to put, put so there's really one person on your squad that has to have one set of rules, and everyone else has the other ones, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. That's where I'm struggling a little bit. Yeah. 
that you may just have to play with a little bit because we have not gone that route. I give it a little bit more thought now that you tell me you have to have a post somewhere. Um, but in terms of those Sussex cuts, you probably want them ball side at least to enter and then mm -hmm. she can move away. But the other possibility with her then is that she her different set of rules involve, you know, curling underneath when people aren't looking, maybe backpicking for folks whenever they get the chance. So she could be her primary job is picker and basically dump off person when the penetration. Yeah, and that's what we had her had her doing. And when we ran four out one with her last year, um, she was just staying weak side and then looking for for back picks occasionally. Okay. So she's comfortable with that. What do you have her doing out of bounds plays? Setting screens. Setting screens and rolling to the basket. Okay. I don't think I have one with her in it that she's doing anything but that. That, okay. And then did you skip pass at all last year? Yes, uh, plenty of skip passes. Okay, good. You should teach us how to get our kids to do them then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly think, even though it, this is just my amateur observation, but I think women will do it more than men, even though men can do it easier. And it's a lot easier for men to do. I don't know because I I feel I feel like I see it all the time in the women's game. You think it's more open in the women's game? I think they it's just less apt to get stolen, or I'm not sure. Mm, it's interesting. I don't know why. Because it's not a it's not as used in the men's game as much. No, no, I, I agree. I don't think it is, but we do it all the time. And. Do you do it based on scripting various times what's going to happen, or are they just reading on the backside? They're just reading on the backside. So, I mean, we'll run flares, um, but also if they're just sagging too much on the backside, we can create a closeout that way. We'll just skip it. And they don't have a problem with – well, these are college women. They're not having a problem. I Because I, I watch our high school game, and some of them have a hard time getting it. Oh, they can't even get it there, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we only have maybe one kid, maybe 18th on our – on our roster. They can't sit, yeah, because they're stronger and they've been lifting long, yeah. Yeah, yeah. our weight room program is great, so yeah. I don't ever have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah, we got to work on that, John. Yeah, <laughs> we do. <laughs> Skips. So, Derek, I don't know um, what else you're necessarily looking for. I guess my take with the, the one post person is, I'd have to play with that a little bit just to sort of see when everybody else is moving, where do they end up or how could they help um, keep things going or keep things open. Do you have a scrimmage coming up or anything? Uh, yeah, we do on Saturday. We have two scrimmages before we start playing. Okay. So we've got a scrimmage on Saturday. That would be a good place to do that, I think. Just play around with Yeah, with, and then John, send it to John. John and I can look at it, too. I mean, I'd be intrigued. I'd be intrigued on the skips, first of all. And at some point, John, we're going to have that issue where we might have a post like that. We, we've, we've been lucky we really haven't. Um, I think that's going – I'm guessing that's going away more than it ever used to. Um, right. Yeah, the single post. Yeah, or the two posts. Post can't do anything else but back right. to the basket and – but we have one. Yeah. 
It's not a common occurrence. No. Not anymore. I think the NBA is taking care of that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think the other um, piece with the Read and React with all five people is it makes it really hard to help because our rule is on every pass, everybody moves, whether it's a down pick on one side or a cut and replace on the other side. Um, yes. So it keeps the middle open. It keeps it hard for people to say. Um, mm-hmm. So that is one of the downsides of fixing the post, but maybe the post can go back and forth from side to side just to keep their person occupied, if nothing else. Um, I'll play with it a little bit this week and just sort of draw through what form out would look like and where the post is either gets in the way or where the post could really be helpful, maybe for setting an extra back pick or something like that. I like that idea of the same side though, John, too, because I think it, it leaves those that weak side cut. I mean, I know and, and your gut tells you put them opposite, but I think it's almost easier to help when you're opposite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's for sure. Cause they, they should be to the ball. Right. You're in your ball help. You're, you're in your help side. It's almost like, yeah, I don't know. That's where you got to play with that a little bit. I think, I, I, I don't know. What do you think, John? I mean, that in my head, that's what I'm saying to myself. It's like, if, if that person's short corner, even weak side, I'm sitting in the paint, just helping. Yeah, this is going to take away back doors, dribble drive to all the way into the lane, et cetera. Right. So, yeah. So if she's sitting weak side or strong side short corner, and we're almost never really going to dribble penetrate from the, from the, on the baseline that side, which I guess only takes away one option, but. But the middle might be there more because then if, if they stop and help, you know, if, if she's let's say the wing has it and she, and she's ball side short corner and they drive middle and the help comes there, then it's just a little like shuttle pass to the to the short corner and then right. she she can do that. It's yeah, taking away the drive, but you put her opposite. I'm just thinking, God, I'm camping in that paint. <laughs> you know, if the ball's up op- on the opposite side, I'm just like she she can't hurt me for a, from a skip pass. So. It's- yeah, maybe what I'll do in the scrimmage is in the, I mean, it's a scrimmage, so I can do it and play with right. it however I want. But um, in the first half of it, I'll, when she's in, I'll have her um, short corner, strong side. And then the second half of it, I'll, I'll sit her, I'll just have her sit weak side and see right. how play around with it a little bit. What do you think, John? I mean, I'm just drawing it up here as we're kind of talking, and it's like, it definitely takes baseline drive, but I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing on that initial. Well, the other thing is if she's short corner and you do get a baseline drive, do you have her slide up the lane then? Oh, I yeah. Cut. I'm sorry. I cut her T-cut up the lane. Okay, and what does that translate to? I mean, what do you, I'm just asking, what do, you, do you like her, do you like right in front of the rim or do you like it pop into the elbow? Um, sliding right up the lane, probably medium to high post. So her defender then has to make a decision whether or not she's going to help on the driver. And she has to get in a clean passing lane so she can get a drop-off pass. Yeah, just the mid post or wherever. So the rule would be if someone drives at you, you rise kind of thing. Right. Don't you think, John? Yep. Because then the person, then the defender has to make, you're right, then you're putting it back into the defender. What are you going to do? If you double, then, you know. Mm -hmm. 
I guess I could be, I guess I could be if she was opposite too, because if she's opposite and they drive toward me, which would be the middle of the court, then I should rise. And then that person's going to have to decide, are they going to worry about her or are they going to worry about stopping that drive? My guess is they'll stop the drive, but. Hi, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you go over and subscribe and like. We really do appreciate that. Also, make sure that you um, go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial as supplies last. And, um, yeah, so hopefully have a great day, and let's get back to the podcast. Um, yeah. Play around with that a little bit. Yeah. Um, my next question would be, I mean, with my other 17 players, I could, I could run – a five out. Um, so would it would it be? I guess what would be the would it be dumb to start this week five out and start with kind of layer one again and go through this week and then I don't know, or am I giving them too much or just stick with with four out until they can understand that more? Well. I'd be curious to actually see them because if you kept the rules pretty much the same, like our little cheater card there. Mm -hmm. um, so they're passing and they're cutting or they're passing and turn like, around. And their world hasn't really changed, John. No, it hasn't. The only difference is the, the post person now is on the perimeter. So I don't know that's going to be that different. If the rules are the same, the only difference is that you have a slightly different alignment to start. Right, which you could show them. You'd break it down and say, hey, this is the difference. You know, you're going to go to one of these five spots now when we're moving. Yeah, the only thing, the only other thing that would change, I guess, would be dribble penetration where you're going. Some dribble penetration, some circle movement. Yeah. Yeah, they have to. But these, are, these aren't these are middle – they'll pick that up fast. Right, yeah, they're college women. I'm, I, yeah, yeah. Sometimes don't you, I don't give them enough credit. You don't. You don't. I mean – Go ahead, John. But don't you think? I mean, I think they'll fill those five. I mean, they'll see more. They'll see more space. Their eyes will get really big. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, I think you can still run this pretty much the same cuts. Um, I think on our short list, when we have them pass and cut, they can either go to the basket and then fill the open spot. They can cut and reverse for the person who's filling in back pick, and then we let most of them post up on that cut. And then you have some other opportunities there, particularly if you have some kids that you said post up pretty well. Um, we did not take advantage of that, I don't think as well as we could have in the past. So um, it's a hard post up to cover as well because you're moving to defend and all of a sudden the person spins on you and posts up. Yeah, and our right. posts are, are pretty good at, at that movement is, well, not our one post, but our other posts can, can cut and post up and then spin on it for a high low. Um, she's pretty good at that. Um, but, and our wings will post up too. They can score in the post. Um, so I don't know that it would be a whole lot different. I think, again, the wild card is. I think you're, I think you're overestimating how much more, I mean, I think you're going to have to work on your offense, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be like, oh my God, they're, it's, yeah, I don't think there's going to be that much of a learning curve, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I just need to give them a little bit more credit. Um, they can go make plays. Yeah. They can pick things up. It's just, 
Yeah. Go ahead, John. I was just going to say, I think, and the other piece is, you know, depending on <clears throat> how you're explaining it and how many different options they have, we eventually got to the index card because I think all of us watched Rick's levels and layers and whatever else. And we <laughs> 145. It's right. way too complicated. So let's simplify it down to what's the basic thing that you're doing. And then it becomes actually fairly easy. Once you pass, here are your three options. Boom. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't want them to think. I want them to be able to play right. back. Like, and that's what our thing, John and I are working on this. You know, we got a month before we start, but we're, everything's going to be in groups of three. Because that's what kids can remember. They can remember three things. After three things, they don't remember anything. Right. Um, so you got to just keep it really simple for them. Um, sometimes it's too simple. Like I'm just going to pass and cut every time. So then you got to try to broaden their horizons a little bit, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't think that, I don't think going from four, a four out one in, I think that's a harder, if that's what you started with, that's the harder step I think than the other one. Okay. And I would just play with it. I know yeah. you don't have a huge amount of time before you start playing games, but if the rules are the same for both, I think you'd see pretty quickly what may work better with five out. And then you also might find, okay, what might be better with four in a post and where do I need to place that post or what are the post roles to get the most out of them? Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to cause, I mean, it's going to cause te the teams don't know when you're going to play her, when you're not going to play her. Do I have to, do I have to worry about a post? Do I not have to worry about a post? I mean, I'm thinking from a scouting standpoint, that's a pain in the butt. <laughs> Yeah. Because I don't know if you're playing her 15 minutes. I don't know if you're playing her 30 minutes. You know, right. so am I worried about a post? Am I not worried about a post? Am I worried about five wings? Um, so there's some issues there on the other. You got to think about the opposing team has some issues too. Because if you if you can go back and forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, uh, do you have any ball screen rules, you guys? We've gotten away from ball screening, um, primarily because everybody's jumping them or doubling them now. Okay. It becomes really disruptive. Uh, we haven't gotten that too much at the women's game. Um, and we don't, and last year we ran a bunch of ball screens and our roller never ever scored, um, but our ball screen ball handlers scored a lot. Um, so I think it's an option. Well, and I think it's a really hard pass to make on that slip. That's what John and I have talked about. It's <laughs> we're not watching Steph Curry make the pass. You know, it's it's hard to you know. That's why I think you're right. I think they're 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 turning the cor maybe enough to turn the corner and score. But um, we we jump a lot of ball screens too, so because the kids mm -hmm. can't pass out of it. Right, um, and that's what I do a little bit defensively. But yeah, um, and actually, that's what we scored. Beyond the the ball screen or beyond the ball handler, we scored from the sneak behind it, um, probably just as much because we'll create a, a closeout that way. But so the other thing, um, when we were running more ball screens that we had some success with, is the person would come to set it and about three or four feet away from the screen, they'd automatically slip, figuring their defender might be stepping out at that point. So there's really no screen; they're slipping before they get to the screen. It's like a fake screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then you got to work on those. You got to work on those passes. You can't just assume they're going to make. Those are not a practice, practice pass at all. Right. Um, that slip, that fake, that roll. 
but that might be something for that girl at 10 feet too. If she's a threat from, you know, eight to nine feet, you know, you could even do a pop maybe. We should think about that with not slipping John, but maybe even popping and shooting a three. Be interesting how people in our league will defend that. Um, and one more question. And I, I just had it when I was talking about ball screens and I forgot it. <laughs> These 16 hour days are killing it me. It only gets worse, trust me. It only gets worse. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> been a whirlwind since monday oh i bet i just hired an assistant coach though today so that's good and have one, more, one more starting tomorrow okay so i'll have three assistants but oh man it was by myself all week so are, are your assistants married and have kids um one is okay. one, one's married and has kids the other two are former point guards for us here okay that's good so they'll help that'll um, help a lot yeah, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I so I have, I have the time. Was, I was talking to a D, oh, I saw a Dartmouth coach the other day, John. He says I only hired assistants that are not married and don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> I go, okay, I guess that works. Burn them out for three or four years and pick up new ones. Yep, that's what they go. Yeah, yeah. I need to find more of those. Where are those? Yes, yes, they're hard to find. <laughs> Send us some tape, though. We'll look at it for sure. Yeah, after I get the uh, after I get the scrimmage tape, I I tape practices, but after I get the scrimmage tape, I'll I'll send it over and, and see what you think. I'll play around with with the post, and I'll actually I'll put some five out in uh, if I feel like they have a good graph. I'll put some okay. in maybe midweek and um, run it a little bit on Saturday and see how it goes. Okay, let us know. Anything All else? Right. Stay on, John. We're gonna talk hoops for a second. All right. Yeah, I, I uh, appreciate you guys' time. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah. Anytime. Right. It hasn't snowed up there yet, has it? We got some Saturday morning. Oh, we got a little too, but oh. it's a lot worse up there. Trust me. I saw that Badger game. Yeah, it's pretty bad. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah. Hey, John. So, um, hold on. Hey, Coach. I hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. Wow, there were a lot of good things. A um, couple things. First of all, make sure you subscribe and like. Five-star reviews are really, really important. That's something you can do. It doesn't cost you a cent, um, and it really helps us out on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Second thing is make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. It is my baby. It is something I would have wanted as a 25-year-old coach. It's got everything that you need to take your coaching to the next level. So go over and check it out. Talk to you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.